So in my hometown, the place where I born, it was the normally is around minus 50 degrees Celsius. For people, I realized that my hometown is something crazy. <laughs> so I started sharing the life there in Yakutia. Today we have a guest, Kyun B, who is from the coldest city in the world. She's from Siberia and studied in China and has created a YouTube channel which has got, in two months, over 20 million views and over 200,000 subscribers. How has she built this YouTube channel and what is it like growing up in the coldest city in the world? Let's meet Kim B. So, Kim, nice to have you here. So I have a few questions for you. How are you? Thank you for inviting. It's my pleasure to come. (laughs) So can you tell me about where you're from? So I was uh, born and grew up in Yakutia, which is in the far east of Russia. And it's the coldest town on earth. And I want to ask, what does it feel like to live there? How cold does it get in your hometown? So in my hometown, the place where I born, it was the normally is around minus 50 degrees Celsius uh, during the winter time. But in the whole republic, the recorded lowest temperature was minus 71 degrees. And what does it feel like to be in that cold? Well, I probably didn't really recognize that it's something really not normal. For me, when I was living there, it was quite normal. When you feel cold, after 10 or 15 minutes staying outside, you feel yourself very, very cold. And it feels like your skin is burning. So you're not able to go out very much in the cold? No, you're not able to walk around and you're just able to maybe go from one place to another place. And if it takes like around 20, 15 minutes to be outside. And after that, you have to go somewhere inside to heat yourself up. So is it not very nice to live there because you have to stay indoors all the time? No, I love, I remember like people asking me, what is your favorite season? I always say that winter, because I love winter. It's something magical. It feels like you are somewhere in the fairy tale. (laughs) It's really cold, but at the same time, very interesting. And then what is the food like in Yakutia? Because our traditional food was influenced by our our harsh climate. So my ancestors, they have eaten a lot of frozen food. And right now we have a lot of delicacies, which is made by frozen raw fish and frozen raw meat. Also, we eat a lot of meat. In Yakutia, people eating meat every day. And it's something really necessary. I remember my family keep telling me that I have to eat meat every day, otherwise I will be cold. So people cannot live without meat there. So yeah, our food consists of a lot of meat. So it's amazing how you've created this YouTube channel and it's grown so much. I want to ask you more about that later. Mm -hmm. Uh, And people can check out your YouTube channel to Mm -hmm. see many more interesting things about Yakutia. Thank you. And your hometown. But it's very expensive in Yakutia because we don't have enough time to grow vegetables during summertime. And summertime is only last two months. We have cucumbers, we have tomatoes, but it's really rare. And during the winter time, we usually import them from abroad. I saw one of your videos where you're talking about how the car Mm -hmm. in the winter, you have to keep it on all winter. Yes, it's true. And I didn't really recognize that it's actually something very expensive because in Yakutia, it's very normal. If you are on a car, you have to keep it running all day. 
for example, if you go to the work and you have to keep it running like for eight hours outside. And if people don't have garage, they just leave it outside for a whole winter and they're not using their cars during the winter time because it's too expensive and you have to run it all day. Otherwise, it will be a freeze. What do people do in their spare time in winter? Everyone just stays indoors? No, I think recently Yakutian people become very, very active and they even draw outside. They draw like even at minus 50 degrees outside. They do ice fishing a lot. Men are hunting a lot. And also we do some ice skating, do some different things. Cool. Yeah. So I have many more questions about it, but I want to ask you some other things because you're originally from Yakutia, mm -hmm. but now you're in China. So can you tell me why did you want to study in China? First of all, I moved to Moscow to study, to do my bachelor degree. And after I finished it, I got a scholarship to study in China. So I came to study here for my master's degree. And then I graduated at the university and started working here in China. Therefore, I'm still here. <laughs> and then the COVID started, so I'm still here, but I hopefully I can come back soon to do my videos <laughs> about Yakutia. But why did you choose China? First of all, I actually chose to study in Germany. I wanted to go there to study, but at the end I chose China because the Chinese language is very powerful and a lot of people speaking on Chinese language. I think it's a very interesting language. When I came to China and after a half year of living here, I was really, really amazed by the Chinese dynamic uh, with uh, a lot of interesting people here around in Beijing. And I think China just changed my mind like 360 degrees. <laughs> and I'm very happy to be here. So I learned a lot and China changed my mind, broadened my horizon as well. Wow, that's interesting. Mm. How do you think it changed your horizon? Because I met a lot of interesting people here in Beijing and they were all inspiring. They were all smart. I work in a startup company as well, where I also learned a lot of things. And I think China, because it's changing very fast, you have to adapt and you have to adapt in this time, like the environment, the speed, how is it changing fast? So I think that's why I grow a lot during these times. So you think you have a more open mind and think differently to before? Yes, definitely, because I was meeting the people around the world. And it's very interesting also like to meet a lot of people like from different countries. Because in China, you have people from so many countries. Yeah. And you can learn so many things, can't you? Yeah. And I also learned a lot about Chinese culture and Chinese language, which is, I think, very interesting as well. Mm. And it's amazing to have different perspectives on the same thing, isn't it? Like in China, they think very differently to, must be to Russia, isn't it? Yes, yes. I think there's so many things to learn from China. It's definitely the country where everyone has to at least come here and visit and to see this country. And it's an amazing experience. Yeah, because they just look at everything in a very unique way, don't they? Yeah. But I think you need to also learn the language as well to really understand yes, it. Yes, actually, when I didn't speak Chinese language, I could not really understand the Chinese people. Like I could not understand their mindset. But when I started learning Chinese, it's so interesting. Chinese language is so interesting. I found it's like one of the best experiences in my life that I 
I learned I'm able to speak Chinese. I really enjoy to speak Chinese. It's amazing, isn't it? How rich the language is yes. and how much meaning there is in all, everything. And I feel myself really proud when I, <laughs> when I speak Chinese. It's something like it's totally different language. And when you're able to speak Chinese language, you feel like, yes, I did it. <laughs> Do you think you felt the same when you learned English? Is it similar? Like you understand this whole culture? I think Chinese language is even more powerful in that it's opening you more in new things. Mm. Because when I was a kid, I was always watching a lot of American TV shows. I was like growing up maybe also in this American influence culture. And I knew quite a lot already. So when I start speaking English, it's, this is the, like something from there as well. But when you start learning Chinese, there is completely another world opening up. Yes, because you already have a big influence of English in Russia already. Yes. But not really Chinese. It's much more closed, isn't it? Yeah. Until you can speak the language. Yeah. And, and then it's, it's quite like... similar as well, I think. More similar than China. <laughs> yeah, like Russian and English culture is more similar, right? Yeah. It's kind of have been influenced by quite a long time together, right? Yeah. And so what was it like when you came to study in China, your first experiences? I was studying in university and this was really amazing. Like every day was really fun. It was like giving me so much new experiments, Ex not experience. <laughs> and I was just enjoying life like every day. It was so interesting. Like every day is something new happening here in China. <laughs> and you probably understand what do I mean, like. You are going to explore a lot of things here. Yeah, just crazy things happen. Yeah, crazy things Some happen. Some yeah. random things happen, right? Strange yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. And what did you study in China when you first came? I studied petroleum mm -hmm. engineering. And you already studied that before in Russia, yes, right? Yes, I already studied in Russia. And what was it like compared to Russia studying in China? I think it's really a good experience to study here in China because the system is very different to Russian system. And I think it's also very interesting because we had a lot of teachers from abroad. We had Chinese teachers as well. And my master's degree were taught in English. So maybe half teachers were international teachers. And they were really very good teachers. And it was very fun and interesting. And then... You got a job working in a startup company? Yes, I started working at a startup company and I worked there for uh, several years and I got very good experience after my graduation. Yeah, I learned a lot and I think I learned so much from this startup company. If I would go to work at a big company, I think I wouldn't be able to learn that much stuff. So I think, yeah, it was a really good decision to go there and work. And then you created a YouTube channel. Yes, and then I created a YouTube channel. <laughs> How? Yeah. Well, I was doing the video editing for a while for my work. And then I also decided to do these videos because I wanted to share a life about China. I think a life in China is also very interesting to share with people. And then I realized that actually my hometown is much more interesting than China for people. I mean, like for me, China is quite interesting because it's something different for me, right? But for people, I realized that my hometown is something crazy. <laughs> so I started sharing the life there in Yakutia. So how, Not, how much yeah, work did it take to do that? 
I've been filming for a year. YouTube, I think, is quite challenging as well. Like, you need to find your niche and you have to be consistent. And the quality is very important. Some people are thinking that the quantity is more important, but actually for YouTube, especially when here in YouTube, a lot of different contents, a lot of people trying to make videos, I think the quality is very important. So once I realized it, I found my niche, I found what people are interested and I start making more quality videos. So after a year of working hard and trying to understand what the people need, I finally found it and I'm making videos about my hometown. And how do you make a quality video? I just do a lot of research on YouTube. Like what do people like to watch? I watch some like popular videos on YouTube. Like why did it get like 40 million views? Why is it so popular? Why people like to watch it? So you have to analyze it a lot and you have to also use a lot your YouTube studio. They're giving you a lot of data there. Even after your first video, you have to like analyze, use this YouTube studio, which is really helpful. So if you're going to tell someone now how to make a good video, what advice would you give them? Storytelling is very important. <laughs> Writing text before you make a video to have a clear structure. What do you want to make? First, you have to do a research about your topic. You have to choose the topic which is popular on YouTube. And then the second one is to do a great storytelling to catch the people's emotion. And the third is just try to use as much as you can do the YouTube studio data for your next videos. You just need to choose the niche which is interesting for you yeah. and interesting for others as well. Yeah. It's just quite difficult to do it <laughs> yeah. because most people are just interested in some crazy videos, which is actually like not really like interesting for you, maybe. Like cat videos. Yeah, something like this. Yeah. Right now you have 200,000 subscribers and 20 million views. Is that right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been very fast growth. You've mm -hmm. almost had 200,000 views in two months, right? Subscribers, yeah. 200 subscribers in three months. Mm -hmm. So what are your future plans for the channel? My future plans, I am setting up a team in Yakutia. And I have several people who is working on topics which I am like uh, creating. And I just want to realize my ideas, which I think about, about the life in Yakutia and keep doing videos and sharing about life in Yakutia. All right. Thanks a lot for... That. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to say to people who are interested in your story or interested in making videos? Yeah. If you want to start your YouTube channel, just keep making it and do a lot of analyze and never give up. <laughs> That's great. So I appreciate sharing your story. Thank you. Oh, I also want to say thank you to China Admissions because they helped me a lot to find a great university to study my Chinese language. And uh, the team was really helpful and they helped me a lot uh, to apply to Chinese university. So thank you a lot to China Admissions and I really recommend to someone who wants to study in China to search university and apply through the China Admissions. Hi guys, I hope you enjoyed that interview and 
we have some more really exciting interviews coming up so definitely subscribe and leave us a rating if you like this talk wish you the best